0: Welcome back to the Psyche of Success. Let's get psyched. Psyched. Hey guys, Jody Holland here with... Rep Bytledge. I got a little song for you to get started on this one. And I tell you, I've never sung in front of people, like other than at church with another 40 or 50 people. But I feel like this song is really moving. It's really important. I gotta take my headphones off. Hold on. See see if you can uh, keep up with it. You got to know when to hold them hold them know when to fold them when to fold 'em. No know when to walk away No know when to run i love oh, kenny man. rogers i hope that doesn't like get us in trouble for singing that on a podcast uh, i promise you nobody ever thought that i sounded here's like kenny to you, rogers kenny yeah we love you man saw him in concert in abilene texas so i think it was junior in high school or senior in high school we won't anyway. say what year that is because yeah, i don't want to embarrass you yeah, you were in uh, kindergarten or something. I don't know, I can not remember <laughs> exactly. Were you born? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, just making sure. Yeah. I was around. We're going to be talking today about negotiation. And this is a topic that's really tough for a lot of people, particularly small business owners, because we get emotional when we're negotiating. We get wrapped up in how much great value we see in what we do, or we get wrapped up in, and we've got to get this deal. And so you have these ends of the spectrum of emotion they can be good and they can be bad, but most of the time they cloud your judgment.
1: That's for sure. I mean, if you think about it, as a small business owner, so much of it is tied to emotion decisions and all that. And it, part of it's your identity too, right? And we know oh, what yeah. happens when people question your identity. So, and I don't mean you as a person, I just. Anybody, anybody me included. Yeah. So I, I think during the negotiation process, it's really hard not to get tied up in all of that,
0: right? Yeah. and I want to share a little story. This guy, he got on, I think he got on eBay or Amazon, one of those two, but he bought a hundred little, like, trinket things, and he bought them in a big box of just random trinkety toys, and then he reached out to all these writers and said, I want you to write a story about this little trinket. And on average, he was spending nine, ten cents per trinket. It was super, super. So we're cheap. talking
1: like world market stuff, like
0: yeah, like world mar- like little rubber cat kind of thing gotcha. that's like gotcha. a quarter inch tall. So these writers wrote a story about each one of these little trinkets. And then he put the story on and tried to sell them at auction, like eBay kind of auction he ended up getting like a thousand percent return on investment from those on like two paragraph story about each one of them. And then each writer, he split the money with them for whoever wrote the stories. I thought that was hilarious, but it proves a point about negotiation. If there's emotion involved in the negotiation, it's so much more difficult to say no, to control yourself. If it's just logic, like, yes, that, I realized that the blue Smurf that's an inch tall that we wrote this story about—oh, they're in Smurfville and they're doing all these amazing things—that's not real. Yeah, yeah, and right. We, we totally get that. But you read the story and you think, oh, I've always wanted to go to Smurfville.
1: Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're emotionally bought in, right? You're like, I could, I could be there. Yeah. I, I'm envisioning myself. I'm Papa Smurf. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever Papa Smurf sounds like. I can't remember. <laughs> so, But you're envisioning it, and you're thinking about it. So you think about this, and I actually literally just heard a presentation about auctions from Assetter Auctions. Absolutely awesome presentation by Spanky Assetter. to get started Assetter Auctions, and he did sealed bid versus an auction. Okay. And if my wife's listening to this, just know I almost won, but I didn't. Like he has a place in Vegas. It's an awesome place. And when he, was, he said, we're going to auction this off, the money will go to this scholarship fund at WT. Uh, no, and it was to your favorite charity. That's what he said. You go to your favorite charity, and you just write the check. Show me that you wrote the check. So personalized to the person. Who... Personalized to the, whatever charity you love. And um, you're, you're buying. I am already, I'm already emotionally bought in. Two to five nights in his condo in Vegas. And it's a nice condo. This, this dude's cool. So it starts and he started really low. It was like a hundred bucks. So I was like, yeah, I'll do a hundred bucks. This other person's like, I'll do 200. he goes, how about 205? Immediately somebody did 205. And he said, how about 275? And somebody did 275. He said, how about 350? Somebody did 350, he did 450. Somebody did 450, 600. And what he was doing is, as we got more emotionally involved in the bidding process, we were getting more engaged and I was having a blast and, and I realized I was at 1500 when I realized <laughs> how much fun I was having. Yeah. And, and I own two timeshares in Vegas. I have two places I can stay when I want to go to Vegas, but I had a blast and I almost won it. And I almost went 100 bucks more over the guy that went hundred bucks over me. And I would have felt great about it it's completely transparent process, but it was fully charged with emotion. It is an amazing way to sell things when you're building emotion in others, but when you're negotiating a contract, you can't do that. And one of the first lessons that I learned, Dr. Worthington taught me this when I was working with him, is if you're not willing to walk away, pretty sure they're gonna win.
1: Which is exactly why we opened with Kenny Rogers,
0: right? Yeah, you gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away and know when to run. That's right. Yeah, plus you never count your money while you're sitting at the table. So there'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Yeah, there's,
1: I guess that is- Credit Kenny
0: Rogers (laughs) from the Gambler album. So I'm making Brett crack up here. He can't even talk right now. It's so true though. and, And I have walked away from deals that I really wanted. And a couple of deals I needed. One of them was with a major city- one of the four, like and that's, this will narrow it down, one of the four biggest cities in the state of Texas. I went in and negotiated with them. Uh, I had another company at the time that did pre-hire testing. They really wanted it, but there was one sentence in the agreement said, that said anything they used, they owned the rights to. Ooh, that's a not tough one. any results, any software. Yeah. So they were trying to slip that in there and cheat people out of the software that they own. And I I went back, and this deal is $270,000 a year. At the time, my revenue was
1: $300,000. Yeah, that would have been a big win.
0: Yeah, this is basically, I mean, almost doubling my revenue. I said, we have to remove this line from the agreement. You will never own my software. And they're like, that line stays. It's in all of our agreements. I said, I'm not signing an agreement with that line in it. They go, you have to, it's $270,000. We know you don't make that much money.
1: Not today.
0: And I just said, I'm, I'm willing to walk away. I'm not going to do that to myself. If you take that out, we're all good. Everything else is fine. I got no other issues with any other part of the agreement, but that, that one sentence has to come out. And they refused to take it out, and I walked away. And the whole time I'm walking away, they're telling me what an idiot I am. But I want you to think about something. Had I done that, I technically no longer owned my own business. Correct. Yeah. So if I was emotional and I was only thinking about the 270000 I would have been in so much trouble later on. And I don't mean by my wife from my business partner or anything like that. I would have been in trouble because I would have regretted the decision. Same thing is true when somebody tries to take you way below your value. Right. Right. Even if you really want the business, I've finally come to terms. This was, I don't know what year it was, but years ago, I finally came to terms with, if I'm not true to me, I'm not true.
1: That's, I mean, absolutely, right? I, you know, we're sitting here talking about this. And, and when we first looked at it, the, what came to my mind was during a hiring process, yeah. And and maybe that's not me negotiating with the person that I'm hiring, but it's me negotiating with my team. Yeah. Quite often in a hospital, you do hiring with with a team approach. Right. You, yeah, you take you've people got a in your department or panel or people, interview. Yeah. Right. And so you, you're getting buy in from them. And I can't tell you how many times I've had a potential employee and people are like, oh my gosh, they're so great. They have so many skills and look at all the checkboxes that they fulfill on their resume and yay, yay, yay. But they get into the interview and they're like, you're a like, terrible human being yeah. in general. Like, or
0: you've had 42 jobs in the last 22 years. Yeah, uh,
1: I'm like, you, you came in your sweatpants and a tank top. Yeah. Like <laughs> there's, there's just so many signs, but people were already sold.
0: Yeah. And prior to
1: the interview. And so now I'm negotiating with that panel. That to be this, legit.
0: Yeah, right. And so part of that, like if you do a rating system in interviews, it takes some of the subjectivity out, makes it more objective. But if you don't have any kind of rating system for whether or not a contract is good for you, then you're probably going to take a lot of things that are not good for you. Yeah. And I, I would I would rather stay true to me than anything else.
1: Well, I tell that story just because I want to give people an understanding that that panel was so emotionally attached to what that potential person could bring as far as how it's going to
0: help them. And yeah, yeah. So they, it they were
1: they were disconnected from the you know actual interaction that was happening in the interview. They just yeah. wanted the skills, and I'm like, oh, this is no.
0: Yeah. So Chris Voss uh, has a book called Never Split the Difference. Great book on negotiation. If anybody hasn't read it, strongly encourage you to go out and buy that book. I get no commission off the book. But if you would like to send me a dollar, feel free to go ahead and do that. But otherwise, <laughs> just buy the book and enjoy the book. In there will the book, be a website attached. <laughs> yeah. In the book, one of the things he talks about is you ask good questions. Well, tell me how I can do that. To help me out here. I want to help you, but... I've got to accomplish X. Help me figure out how we can do that. Right. And so you keep putting it back on the other person in the negotiation. Uh, I have a lot of times in sales, I'll put multiple options. Somebody says they want this. And I presented twice that. I'll say, okay, I can do that plus this other thing.
1: Right, right.
0: But you're going to give some and I'm going to give some. Meet me in the middle, right? That's the way negotiation works. If somebody says, no, we're not going to do anything with you, then you have to be okay with, okay.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's with anything though, right? I mean, yeah. If, if you're in a relationship and it's one side or the other, sometimes you have to make the decision that maybe that's not the relationship you should be in.
0: Right. And that's a really hard thing to do.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I can't tell you friendships that I've said Hey, at, at this time, it, it's I can't do this, right? Like I've done that. It's hard though. It is. I mean, it's emotionally like it hurts. Yeah. It, right. But at the end of the day, I knew it was the best decision for yes. me. Yes.
0: Absolutely. And when you make the decision that's the best decision, you sleep at night.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Period, the end, nothing else. So here's my advice. When you get into a situation, play the part of the negotiator. Don't negotiate on your own behalf. Instead, play the part. You're playing a part in a movie or a play and and people are watching and you want to make it good. And so you're negotiating. I've always believed that when you're in that negotiation, whoever has to have it the most is the one that's going to give in. Right. I don't have to have it the most as long as I keep the perspective that I'm just playing the part. I'm not thinking about it directly impacting me. I'm thinking I'm playing the part and negotiating on behalf of the business, Jody Holland Training and Speaking. And I want to get the best deal I can for Jody Holland Training and Speaking. That is also a great deal for the client.
1: Do you think it's worthwhile advice to say sometimes it's all right to hit the pause button? Absolutely. Right? Like if you're so engaged emotionally to that negotiation, sometimes it's best to be like, hey, you know what?
0: Let's take a time out. Give me a couple of days to think about this and I'll get back with you.
1: Yeah. Let me make up a new proposal. Let me look at what I can do to creatively change this contract up, whatever it may be.
0: Yeah. And I'll usually throw something else in there. Like if they come up with something, I come up with something. I learned this one by having kids.
1: Uh, Exactly. Oh, That's what I was just thinking about.
0: When my oldest would come in and say, Dad, I want to stay out till two in the morning. I don't want her to stay out till two in the morning. So I'd say, okay, well, you had to do X, Y, and Z to earn the right to go to this event. Now you're asking to stay out two hours later than what we had already agreed upon. So what am I getting in return? Right. How does this help me? And she said, well, what do you want? <laughs> I'm like, you know, you're, you could really help out around the house. So you keep your room fantastic. She always did immaculate, Unbelievable. Her room, her bathroom, perfect. Rest of the house, not touching it. it. (laughs) Forget about it. I said, you know, if if you swept and mopped the living room and kitchen, I think that would make me believe that it was worth letting you stay out till 2. And she's like, well, I don't want to sweep and mop the kitchen. I said, okay, how about you sweep and mop the kitchen, pick up dog poop out of the backyard, and sweep the driveway then. So I added more to it, and she yeah. would go, "I will, I will sweep him up the kitchen, but I'm not doing those other things." That's okay. a Mark Twain, would you like <laughs> yeah. to whitewash the fence kind exactly. of thing? See, <laughs> so you, you get into some of those, and you realize it's a game. Yeah, play the game and play, have fun playing the game, but be okay with walking away from the game. If the game's not working, play a new game. Right. And it, that's the most important thing that I ever learned about negotiation is if I couldn't get a deal that I felt like was good for both of us, then I didn't want the deal.
1: Yeah, don't become beat your head here, you know? No. Don't, don't.
0: <laughs> you, there's nothing that you have to have that would put you in a place where you're going to resent doing the business that's worth having it. That's right. So, that's it. That's all I got. I yeah. think that that covers negotiation 101. Stay the heck out of your emotions and stay in your logic.
1: That's right. And if you can't remember how to do that, listen to Kenny Rogers.
0: (laughs) And there you go. (laughs) All right, I'm Jody Holland. Brett Beilich, y'all. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of the Psyche of Success. We will see you on the next one, and maybe we won't sing. Thank you for listening to the Psyche of Success. Give us a five-star rating, subscribe, share with your friends, take out billboards about how much you love us if you want, but just make sure to apply the lessons learned and live fully into your potential. We'll see you next week for another episode of the Psyche of Success.